you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Justice will be done. Two, two, five, 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 two, three. I have found the enemy. Come and face me. The objective is mine. Join me if you will. And all you have is a win. Anyone else is a nail. Three, two, five, 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 two, three. I'm not as young as I used to be. Bring it on. I live for this. These old dogs will know that you fit. Parts of his horses standing around. Harry is giving out. Am I down? We are out of time. Attack. Steal yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up? How is everybody? Or yeah, how is you? Great. I already talked to them. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. Everyone's, <laughs> yeah, doing, everybody's everyone's doing good. Great. The world hasn't blown up yet. We're all safe. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, we actually hope you enjoyed our special opening this week. It's not going to be a regular thing, but uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Cyclops Dragon. He's the one who made that uh, that great video on YouTube uh, called "You Ryan Posted in the Wrong Neighborhood." I mean, I think I heard it last week thanks to the uh, Heroes of Overwatch page, and yeah, instant classic. Yeah, the best I one out I of. I can't the wait for the Grammy nominations. Yeah, <laughs> that's out of group. So thanks a lot, uh, Cyclops Dragon, for allowing us to use uh, your song to open up our show so our audience can hear it. And uh, the link to the video will be in the show notes. So I highly suggest you go check out the visuals that go with the audio. Definitely. Uh, yeah, but this is uh, episode number 45. We're recording on February 21st. We're released on February 22nd. Got a lot to talk about, it feels like, um, because some info popped up right before we started recording. We got new information on new heroes. Uh, we're going to talk about the Winston changes a little bit because I did miss it last week during the solo cast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Diva, the, the, the community backlash from Diva's nerf. going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to also talk about why Sombra can't hack the tactical visor and a few other things. And then get into some community feedback uh as we've been doing the last few episodes and can hopefully continue to do as long as we get community feedback and hint thanks a lot guys we we actually do really appreciate when you guys reach out to us every time um but uh, before we get started i did want to welcome anybody who is a first-time listener thanks a lot for taking the time to come check out our show and for you first timers uh if you're not you know, if you're not really, well, if you're first timer, so therefore you wouldn't be used to the show. Um, we do talk about Overwatch news and we do talk about competitive and some esports and stuff like that. But the main focus of Watchpoint Radio is the Overwatch community and talking about the state of the game and, you know, how various things are affecting the community. So that's what you really should expect to hear on top of, you know, news updates, stuff in the PTR, stuff like that. Before 
we get into the topics. Mikey, you haven't been on. They haven't heard from you in two weeks. How you yeah. been? What's what's up? I mean, Overwatch is fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I have for it. I was kind of. I mean, <sighs> this is my conundrum with Overwatch right now. It it's fine to play. I have fun playing it from time to time. It's just lately I've just been a little, been a little bored. Just a little bored with doing the same thing in and out. And it feels like the matches just end the same way over and over again. And that might be because I play on the same teams and people aren't changing their roles and, you know, things like that. But I refuse to play solo queue because that seems like a worse time. I would rather be bored than be angry. Um, and See, I mean, it depends. Like, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I'm gonna say something. And I'm gonna let. I'm what? You're gonna let me finish? No, I'm yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just been. It's and it's just been making me want to not play, like a little bit, and just take a moment, sit back, and just wait for something to just like strike me, and just be like, "Yep." Today's a good Overwatch day. And it just has not struck me to be a good Overwatch day this past week. <laughs> I mean, I played like maybe four hours, but that's like nothing compared to my time played in the past. Yeah, your normal time, yes. Yeah, I'm a normal past. time where it's like 48. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, so yeah, so you do spend a lot of time in Overwatch. I did. Uh, but the thing about like playing solo queue, like I, I understand not wanting to play solo queue. But for me, I only don't play solo queue in competitive. And in quick play, solo queue generally doesn't bother me much. And if I find that I'm getting frustrated in solo play, uh, like solo queue for quick play, I just have to tell myself, Ja, it's quick play. Like, take it easy. And yeah. then, I, I, then I take it easy. Maybe I hop out of the queue that I'm in, like, let it rest for five, 10 minutes to try to you know, hop in with another group of players and I go from that. But I mean, I play solo queue, obviously a lot um, because, you know, Mikey's got friends. Ja doesn't, at least on PC. That is, Uh, you know, when I play on Xbox, people hop in regularly. So, but um, on PC, I generally end up playing by myself. I also feel like I end up, I end up having to like, I don't like telling people what to play. And then when people ask, I'm like, I get when you ask, you want feedback and stuff like that, but I've been, but I've told people I've I, I've given feedback and it's been ignored. So at that point, I'm just like, figure it out. I don't. You obviously don't want my opinion, even though you're asking for it. Figure it out. Oh no, I got it. Like when it, <laughs> well, see, it's different because like like we just talked about. I play solo, so when somebody's picks something stupid, I just might. I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna. Learn how to play May because, you know, or learn how to play this other character that may not necessarily fit the comp because we already have one or two people who refuse to go anything except Hanzo or Widow. You're right. with a group of friends, so it's definitely, you know, a little different. But, I mean, quick, well, set, quick, quick play to me, it, it's basically just the mindset. Like, you're going to get the experience anyway. Not to mention you're playing in a group. You're going to get 20% extra XP. Right, you know? but I'm I'm just saying like it's not just people picking dumb shit and it being annoying. I'm saying like matches play out the same because we all play our own roles and no one's willing to like give that up for in, for yeah. say 
and you don't want to be like, get the fuck off, let me play this, or right. anything like that. So it's just like we end up like everyone just pigeon like just picks these roles because that's what they always play, and when we always play that over and over again, it's just like okay, same comp, same deal. On this map, we all know we're going to play these heroes specifically. On this map, we're going to play these heroes specifically. Lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. Lather. So I maybe I just need to like jumble up my team a little bit. I don't know or something. Probably. That's. I mean, that's. I can see that getting boring where I, you're always and even and even when like we will jumble it up, everyone falls back to what they're comfortable with almost immediately when we start losing instead of like trying to learn right. that new role and we just and we just fall right back into the old patterns instead of like which weren't working anyway apparently right because <laughs> right so I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I can see how that is, is a problem. I have yet to reach a point uh, in Overwatch where I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna play Overwatch because I'm kind of bored. If I don't play Overwatch, it's because either I don't have time or there's just another game I want to play in front of it. Like sometimes I don't play Overwatch because I don't want to deal with other people. I want to play a single player game, you, so I'll go play a single player you game. You have no idea. You have no idea how much I am craving a single player game right now. And next week is hopefully going to fix that. If not next week, the week after. Is was Horizon Zero Dawn next week or Horizon is next week, and the week after that is Near Automata. So I didn't realize Horizon. Oh, that's actually pretty good. I have off all next week. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that came from the heart, people. You heard how high his voice went. Like, it, came, it came from the heart. <laughs> I just have next week off. Oh, that big game I didn't really care about is coming out. Yeah, I might play that. <laughs> you know, I work. I work very hard, and I I actually end up. This is it's a true. little. Yeah, this is a That's little bit true. of John's personal life. I don't take a lot of vacation throughout the year. So <laughs> every year around this time, right, I have like a ton of vacation time that needs to get used. I'm pretty sure in the month of March, I'm using like close to 110 hours of vacation. <laughs> you know, but John's going to have a lot of free time in March, guys, if you want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I uh, This past week, I didn't really play all that much Overwatch. I did play... Friday night uh, with two new members. Well, actually with Crossover, which I mean, I played with him before. I talked about him on the show before. A cool guy. And uh, he helped. Well, he, we were trying to help uh, the dude abides uh, get from gold to platinum. But I don't know. Like, it, it, we, it, it wasn't going that great. I mean, those guys were great. Uh, both the Nibble, uh, no, <laughs> the Nibbles, but uh, Nibbles OG was one of the guys that we played with, and the dude abides, and they were great, cool guys to play with. It was really nice playing with them. But man, we were really getting some randoms that I don't know if they were. I don't. I don't. I don't know where they came from. Like they, it, it really felt like we got people who were like, "Oh my god, it's the end of the season. I need to do something," and they just hopped in the solo queue and then tried to run the, their own game like they were playing Quake, and it just doesn't work. Uh, so sorry. Hopefully the dude abides. Uh, let me, you know, send me a message. Let me know if you ever made it to platinum. I, I was planning on actually getting on sometime throughout the weekend, but I uh, hopped into another game, a single player game, just like I was talking about. I started playing um, the Turing Test, which is a game I, I wanted to play since August, and I was like, you know what? It, it, it's not like I played it during the day either. I started playing the Turing Test at 
3 a.m. on Saturday. And then I finished it, like, I think, like, uh, Monday afternoon. So, like, uh, it, it's not a very long game, but it, um, yeah, I, I, I got into it, and, I, and I, I, I enjoyed it, and that's why I didn't play Overwatch. I, I was actually planning on, planning on hopping on to PS4 and going from gold to plat. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, eh, whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I think I'm gonna try to start fresh with season four with this new Bastion meta that's coming. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Actually, no, but they're joking. literally. You're not joking. There's gonna be a lot of Bastions. You guys should prepare yourself. Yeah, Steal have yourself. fun. Have, have, <laughs> have fun, yeah. Bronze League. Have fun, yeah. Bronze League. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. But I think we'll. <laughs> Once Bastion is is live, right? Bronze and silver is going to be so hard to Once get out. Once Bastion is live, and we fi- and we see how the community plays, and we might discuss, you know, the best way to deal with them, since we'll be seeing a lot. But yeah, so I believe called Farah. Yeah, I'm actually. I need to see how many points I got um, for the end of season two. Um, but yeah, I ended up plat for PC, plat for Xbox, and then gold for ps4 and i was okay with that so uh but yeah let's go ahead and get into our top story top story yeah so uh new rumor heroes or sorry new hero rumors it's late here folks we're sorry the only reason i'm awake right now is because i had a frozen cappuccino way later than i should have the frozen the frozen cappuccino yeah, for classic cappuccino. for the yeah. people who have to stay up late and not yeah. give a shit about tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, there is definitely new information on... Well, sorry. There are rumors on new heroes, possibly new information. Nothing confirmed by Blizzard, but here's what's going on. First up, Doomfist. Probably not your next hero. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Kaplan kind of shut that down. Uh, there was a post, uh, so let me pull it up. There was a post on uh, the Overwatch forums where somebody was trying to coax Jeff Kaplan into saying that Doomfist is the next hero because, of course, the community was so sure of it. And Jeff Kaplan, Blue Post says, 24 is not who you think it is. Boom. That kind of shatters the dream because, I mean, it's it's a big, you know, obviously it's a big You know they're going to placate Doomfist all the way to BlizzCon, right? Maybe you they know they they placated Sombra. You want to bet they're gonna placate Doomfist? What I do, I don't care. First of all, I, I mean I'm fine with Overwatch the way it is. I don't need a new hero every few months. I don't. You know, I really don't. And if they want to release Doomfist in November at, at BlizzCon, I'm totally fine with that. As long as they don't start the ARG in July. You know, <laughs> like no, it'll be, I think they're gonna do. I think there's gonna be three heroes a year, so there'll probably be another hero in between 24 and Doomfist. I'm thinking Doomfist is 26. You're probably right. We do know that they may. Well, I should say there was a there was a recent stream, I guess, at the PC Gamer Weekend, where uh, the Overwatch team was asked some questions and they answered it. And the guy who manages the ARG, the story writer, mm-hmm. he didn't say he was against doing another ARG. He said they learned a lot from the Sombra ARG. Hopefully, not, not dragging people is, out for fucking ever. Hopefully, 
Exactly. Like, don't stretch an ARG out for four months, maybe, dude. <laughs> you know, like, maybe that's, hopefully that's what they learned. But, um, yeah. So, 24 doesn't look like it's going to be Doomfist. Uh, much to Bond's uh, despair, we won't know if Terry Crews got the part. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but I, I said it last week in the in the in episode forty four that I think Doomfist is a bit, more, a bit more bringing in Doomfist is a bit more complicated than people think it is because you have an entire level in Overwatch dedicated to getting the Doomfist gauntlet from from you know one point to the other. So unless Doomfist has a different you know gauntlet or Doom you know Doomfist well gauntlet, they they broke the glass though. That wasn't a wireframe that was data mined. They know they may they may be trying to decide what they want to do. But yeah, so what's going to happen if if Doomfist does come out and he's using the same gauntlet? You're just going to escort, a, you know, a uh, a vehicle that has no valuable in it to a museum that's not going to display a valuable because it's already been taken. I mean, they no could do another. Stuff. They could literally just throw any fucking thing in there. You escort a limousine across the movie strip with a guy honking at you, telling you, "Hey, I gotta go," because you That's know you care you you care so much about that guy in that limousine. That is true. That's true. I mean, you're right. They could change it to something else, but I mean that that means it completely takes that theme away from that map. What are you carrying in Route 66? I don't even know what the fuck you're hauling in Route 66. What is are we hauling? Route 66? Is it another bomb? So is it another bomb? bomb. Is it another bomb? bomb? Okay, so they copied bomb from uh, Kings Row. Yeah, like it's. I'm pretty sure it's the Deadlock Gang is trying to deliver some type of ordinance. All right. Well, bombs are plenty. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Throw a bomb. We're bombing the museum. Bam. Done. (laughs) Okay. You've completely changed the tide now. Like you, basically, the attackers are the bad guys. So we're we're bombing the museum now. Because why not? (laughs) Why not? Or here we go. Okay, bombing everything now, else. Now that you brought that up, right? Maybe instead of the Doomfist being on the vehicle, it's already in the museum, and you're you're escorting like some type of vehicle that can blast through the museum to get the Doomfist. Sure. Why not? Any? I literally do not think it ca- it will that it will matter that much. People will carry the damn payload. Well, I mean, people won't surround themselves on the payload. The healer will have to do it. <laughs> yep. That is... that. Yeah. Someone, no, because no one pays attention to the payload. Except for, like, That's maybe true. one person who gets objective time at the end with their title card for sitting on it for two and a half minutes. Very true. You got that. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Doomfist likely not happening. Okay, at least not right now. Right now, now. Uh, right now. Yes. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there is... Actually, there might be two characters coming out. That, like Mikey said, there's going to be a 24. He thinks Doomfist is 26. I'm not saying... Uh, Mikey just gave me the screw face. I'm not saying that they're going to release two characters at a time. Oh, okay. I think there's at least two characters in the pipeline. Uh, one... Uh, actually, before this uh, information came out for the latest character, which we're going to get into, uh, last week... A voice actor, his name is Alex M- Malaus, I think. Malaus. He's a, Gre- he's a Greek voice actor. And he has a website. He put Overwatch 
on his website as a recent role for a character called Greek. So that was, uh, you know, everybody's paying attention to Doomfist and somebody managed to catch that. I don't know who was looking. I, I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know who was looking at his website, but uh, there were some screens that showed that and it has been removed now. Um, but and actually, you can't really depend on that because, you know, the people like when I when I took when people were saying that Terry Crews was confirmed as Doomfist and his IMDb had Overwatch on it, you know, it took me all of five seconds to go look at that and say, no, it doesn't. Um, so, you know, you never know. But obviously this is rumors, but apparently, according to the screenshot, he is doing a character called Greek, which is probably just a code name for it. If they don't have a name for the actual character yet, which they probably don't. The character may still be in the works. He, this character may never come out. He may be doing voice work for a character that Blizzard's kind of working on. They may decide, you know what, we're not going to do it. It's not the right time right now. And then shelve it. You never know. Yep. Uh, so this is, this, this is, that's why this is the rumor mill. This is the rumor watch, <laughs> you know, but, you know, if there is a Greek character that he, he probably has some type of uh, link to Elios. Maybe we finally found out why. Actually, I'm sorry. They already told us why they're doing Elios. I forgot. They actually did tell us what's going on with Elios, which is that uh, the Talon is trying to steal artifacts. Oh. Oh, you didn't know that? No, but I mean, okay. That actually... You, why it's are funny. they trying to steal late? Like, what's their... I'm gonna, our, I, what is this, Carmen artifacts. San Diego shit? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to go steal this random artifact. Come get me, Overwatch. Yeah, here's a hint. <laughs> Find me around the globe. I just actually thought of a, a real big problem with the randomization of King of the Hill maps, and uh, obviously, King of the Hill maps were randomized by the time the game came out. So, mm -hmm. if you didn't play in beta, you don't know the order of the maps. Uh, obviously, the what was the latest King of the Hill map? It's um, Oasis. Doesn't like we we don't know the order because everything's um randomized. randomized but before the game came out when they first introduced king of the hill last february uh the order of ilios was um uh lighthouse was the first one mm -hmm. was the first map the well, second map was well then ruins and the, and the third map was ruins yep. so the game like the, the the ilios had a story where you're working your way to the ruins the problem was most games weren't getting there, so they decided to randomize the maps. Lijiang Tower also has a story because the first, the first map was Night Market, the second map was the Garden, and the third map was Control Center. Isn't Nepal where, the same way? Because you start out in the courtyard, the village. Or the, you, start, the, you start in the village, then you get to like the shrine. The uh huh, and then you go into the room with the thing in the center that everyone's fighting yeah, over. Yeah, that is the sanctum. Yeah, and the, yeah, you're trying to steal information, or Talon's trying to steal information. Right. So, and in, I'm pretty sure on Lijiang Tower, Talon was trying to steal technology. Wow, oh, man, so, there's there's they're Carmen San Diego at this point in my book. <laughs> so, uh, well, Talon Carmen San Diego worked for an organization. What no, she worked had? for herself. She was no, doing she her worked, thing. She worked. She worked for an organization. Or she ran an organization. There was actually she used to be part of Acme, but then she like betrayed them and then went. She agent. 
because remember, like Carmen San Diego used to have those sidekicks. Remember? Yeah, but they were her own lackeys. Yeah, so I think she ran an organization, but I can't remember what the name of the organization was. I mean, no one really cares. They only care about Carmen San Diego and where on the world she is. That's true, or where in time she is. Mm. Ooh, yeah. now you're getting tricky. But back to Overwatch. <laughs> Carmen San Diego cast is. Is over <laughs> for this over for this episode. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that Greek character if we ever see anything more solid. Though is a new character or or a new person that they introduced. Her name is Efi or Effie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna say Efi Oladale. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Udalale, Udalale, golly, what a day! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> if that was. I hope that's not. No, fine. <laughs> that Culturally racist? I don't know if that was racist or not. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't, it might have been just the way I pronounce it, but I think it's Oladale. O- o- I, 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 I am going to wait until I see our here official. Because like, I, I see Effie Oladale. Uh, yeah, Oladale. Yeah, Effie Oladale. I don't, I don't know. And she is actually she was she's a eleven year old from West Africa, Numbani specifically, or that region. Uh, but she is a robotics genius at eleven years old. Yep. And she won the uh, Ottaway. I think that's what I'm pronouncing that correctly. The Ottaway Foundation's Genius Grant. Mm-hmm. And so basically, this piece of media from from Blizzard is a, is a news article about her. And her winning this award, and she's getting interviewed like, oh, this is such a uh, surprise. I wasn't expecting it. And she's saying that her parents bought her a robotics kit when she was young, and she's been making robots ever since. And essentially, at the end, they ask her what she's going to do with the grant money. She says she has an idea, but it's a secret. So uh, there's a lot of talk around this character, obviously. Some people are saying, oh, the new character is going to be an 11-year-old. Some people are like, no way Blizzard is going to let you shoot up an 11-year-old. You know what they are going to let you do? What? They're going to let you shoot up an 11-year-old th- because it's a robot that's being remote controlled from a faraway distance. Well, then, yeah, it's, it's still a robot, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not going to let you shoot up an 11-year-old, but they're going to let you shoot up the 11-year-old's remote control RC racer car, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> now that people, some people have dug a little deeper into it, but there was actually a leak in January, early January, suggesting that the next hero wasn't going to be Doomfist and that it was going to be a uh, quadruped robot, a spider robot named Ancora. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a tank. That's, can, uh, that's. I'm really tired of these spider references. Can we like get something else? Oh, yeah. Cause somebody else said that, like, you know, Widowmaker already has, uh, you know, the spider presence. Why would they make two? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They can make as many as they want. I really yeah, don't Yeah, but it care. could be like a scorpion, or it could be like a... I don't know. We'll say some it now, because Jeff Kaplan is definitely listening. <laughs> Saying. Yeah, but... Like, it, that, it, so basically, back in January, uh, someone from 4chan, they leaked a bunch of stuff. They leaked... This is... Uh, where is this? January 9th. This was 2017. They leaked Lunar New Year. So that's way before... Uh, we knew that Lunar New Year was coming. Yep. So Lunar New Year to celebrate Year of the Rooster. Uh, they also leaked 
uh, some information on the next origin story, the next animated short, saying that it was going to be. Actually, they didn't say it was a it was an animated uh, a uh, animated short. They said it was a new origin story, so it might be a comic. But they're saying that it's going to be May, and I'm not going to tell you, um, what their what the synopsis is because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So I'm not going to bring that up. If you want to, in the show notes, the information will be there. There will be a link to the information, but I'm not going to actually tell you what it is because I don't want to spoil it. So it's up to you. Uh, but they did also. Uh, say that the next hero was Ankara. It wasn't going to be Doomfist. And the character is a female Omnic quadruped. Uh, and it's going to balance out the tank roster. Is what You said saying. female Omnic? Omnic? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Female Omnic. So, so we're it, confirming that Omnics have gender now? Well, it's probably going to be voiced by females, what they mean. You okay. know, like Zenyatta is clearly voiced by a male. Uh, so it's it's presence will be female. Uh, they're saying that they think it's going to be um, kind of like Reinhardt, which I hope not. I mean, that takes a lot of tweaking because we discussed for several episodes why you don't want two Reinhardts in a game. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But they're, they, this leak says, and Cora hails from Numbani and has a West African accent. They also said Doomfist is going to be a black guy. So we'll see if that's true, too. But this is on, like I said, January 9th. And here we are looking at a new character in the lore that's from West Africa and the New Bondi region. That, that fits a lot. And they were spot on with Lunar New Year. This is This is looking like this is it. Like, you know, this character, Ify, is going to control uh, this uh, this mech or this this omnic or this robot that she builds. Also, additionally, there's evidence from some artwork. So first off, uh, there was the web and that Sombra video. I think the Sombra origin video. There's that web where she's trying to connect all the dots, you know, to Overwatch and how it works. And if you and this is going to be in the um, the, the the show notes as well, but if you look to the left of Sombra, right next to Doomfist, connected to that is something that says Spider Omnic. And you know, obviously this is more recent than than uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, this is not more recent than that that, that post. So I, I think this video came out, what, November? So uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that is there. And it's funny too because they all, a lot of people are talking about the Iris uh, that's in the middle of the screen and everything is connected to the iris. Mm-hmm. If you look at that in the same picture, there's three dots above the eye and three dots below the eye. If you look at Efi, she has three dots above her eyes and three dots below it. So people are trying to connect that dot together. Then there's another image somebody uh, posted of early Overwatch artwork and to the right side of the screen, there is definitely a quadruped robot there with what looks to be like a 50 cal on top of it. So, I think this is going to happen. <laughs> I think this is happening. I think, uh, you know, 
if our next hero is going to be a, a a tank omnic robot. That I mean, tank Omnic sounds pretty okay to me. Like we don't have one of those yet. We have a defender Omnic. We have a support Omnic. I mean, tank Omnic makes sense. Yeah, and it's going to be controlled by Effie. Or maybe if it, if it's a robot on its own, maybe it goes crazy. Maybe it kills Effie and goes on its own. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to be in the lore. Why not? <laughs> they like sad things. They do, but not too sad. I mean, the saddest they got was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's more sad. You know, uh, Mandata getting plugged or, and I know that didn't sound sad, but <laughs> Mandata yeah, gets you, plugged. you are selling me on the sadness on that <laughs> one. <laughs> so Mandata getting killed or Widowmaker visiting Gerard's grave. For me, the Widowmaker thing was a bit more. I was like, oh man, she's still there, guys. She's still there. I think May's lore period is fucking sad, but okay. Yeah, I, well, you're right. May's lore is a bit sad, but I don't think it's worse Bastion's than those two. Tr- well, you don't have a heart for Wally, so that's not going to affect your cold steel. I loved Wally. I just think, you know, saying that Bastion has PTSD is bullshit. He's a goddamn well, Bastion robot. Bastion has PTSD, but he's like, like having fucking flashbacks to horrible things constantly and having to fight between like killer fucking crazed ass robot versus calm bird loving motherfucker it's kind of like what I, I don't know no it's not personality it. disorder no I'm kidding. maybe I, I just don't like bastion as a character you, you you don't you hate him yeah not because he's hard to deal with but he, he's just not fun and i'm not gonna get into it again on this episode because no we're done don't episode. stop just stop <sighs> stop yeah so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think this is what we're looking at. I don't know. I think what's going to happen is I think we're going to get a new hero soon. Maybe by the end of March or the middle of March. You know, I can't see them putting this out now and having people wait months for a new hero. April. You think April? April. It's either ah. going to be the very tail end of March. Or it's going to be beginning of April. I the reason I think it's going to be March, like mid, you know, sometime in March, is because I think they're also going to release another hero on the year anniversary of Overwatch. Really? Or, or either on the the year anniversary of Overwatch, or in in June, the same way they did Anna. I think. I think, I think June is more likely for the second hero. Yeah, I think, but I do think we're going to get three heroes this year now. I thought, I think during the predictions, I think I said two. I don't um, remember. I think I you think said I two said, or three. I think I said two, but it looks like I think we're going to get three because I think we're going to get her first. And we're going to get her in the, you know, the actual, uh, March, like I said, and then either at the year anniversary or the or like you know June, you know shortly after that, we're gonna get the second one, and then we're gonna get another one at BlizzCon. So yeah, yep. I think that's that's what's gonna happen. Mikey agrees. Yeah, maybe July. Maybe July. You think? Maybe Anna, Anna was like ass end of June. 
So I'm just saying you got to give it time for whatever this guy releases. So I don't see like April, May, June. Like yeah, I, well, I Anna, was, like, so Anna was like ass into June. So I could see July too. And then you have time between that and then BlizzCon. Yeah, they're, they're, and that's what I'm saying. There's plenty of time between July and BlizzCon. Yep. So I think that's that. That's going to work out quite well. Uh, Efi, I mean, I, 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 it seems more believable than Doomfist. You know, there was just so much around Doomfist, and when you really start looking into Doomfist, like that, it's going to affect so much. You know, and Doomfist has to be done right because Doomfist has a lot of history. You know, like, you can't just go, like, we already know that Doomfist has fought Winston and lost. Like, we do know that, you know. So, like, you know, there's, there's definitely some history there. So, uh, but let's but which go. Doomfist lost to, which Doomfist lost to Winston? I would say the there's third one. There's been, like, one. three, right? Or yeah, on like, the third one? Isn't the third one the Scourge or whatever? I don't remember. I think the I third I have to. I don't recall. I have to look at it. I think the third one is called the Scourge. So he was probably the one that do, that in Winston defeated. Not to mention, I mean, they have the gauntlet now, so nobody's Doomfist. <laughs> yeah, except and for they tried to get the gauntlet back. But yep, but they failed. So eh, we'll see for how long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on and talk a little bit about the Winston changes that happened. I forgot to bring it up last week. But Winston had a on the PTR right now, and this will be going live. I guess I would imagine soonish. I would have, to, in my opinion, it should have went live today, uh, which it didn't look like it did. Um, today being Tuesday, I think it should have went live today to give people time to adjust to the changes before the next season, because the next season, like. It's supposed to start what? No, nah, bro. We drop we drop updated hero balance things on week one of of hero of seasons, man. Don't you know that? <laughs> but yeah, like now it's because it used to be two, a two week you know uh, pause between seasons. Now it's only in one week. So isn't the next season supposed to start on Tuesday? <laughs> if that's still correct, or yeah. maybe maybe Thursday. Last week it started. On, last time it started on a Thursday, but that's because it was around the holiday season. So, but yeah, I think. Uh, We'll see those changes soon, but basically Winston is getting a 15% reduction in critical damage, or it says in critical volume. So I don't, I'm not 100% sure whether that means they are reducing the size of his head hitbox, or if they are actually reducing the amount of crit damage he takes. <clears throat> so I think that means that they're reducing the hitbox of his his head hitbox. So you may actually end up hitting Winston in the face, maybe along the edges, and it not counting as crit damage. Because apparently it was too easy to hit him, to shoot him in the face. I don't know. Well, I mean, what. he's got a pretty big head. He does have a big head, and, and it's it, like, it, and it's not even like elevated. It's like pretty proportionate to where, like, well, he, he's a gorilla, so <laughs> it makes. What sense. can you do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I didn't really have a problem with Winston before. Like, yeah, Winston wasn't super, didn't have a bunch of survivability, but he had a ton of mobility. I mean, like, when you launch into the air and you land, you just have to survive for five seconds and then jump out. So if you have your, your shield or you have your, your, your the, um, the orb, not the orb, but the, uh, yeah, I guess you just call it the shield. And he drops down and he puts it down when he needs it. 
and you work in and out of it, when you start getting in trouble, you could, walk, you could jump out. Good Winstons already do that. I didn't see anybody complaining about Winston. The only people who probably don't like to play Winston are people who suck at him and don't know how to play him properly. So I'm not, it's not like I'm against this buff, but you're just basically enabling people who didn't put the time in to get good at the character to play the character better. And then for people who did play the character better already, I mean, they're probably, this is just going to make him even worse. Those mercies are going to hate Blizzard for this. Because <laughs> that meme with Winston, you know, chasing around baby Mercy, like that shit's real, dog. Like that, that really, <laughs> that really happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, uh, I, I guess it's fine. I'm curious to see how it's going to play in public, but I think it's kind of unnecessary. And uh, I just don't think, I don't think it's going to be very disruptive, though. Like, you I think it'll Mercy. put him in a better place. And I mean, that's fine. Well, obviously, yeah, it would definitely put him in a better place, but... I mean, he's kind of in a shit place compared to the rest of the tanks. I don't think so. I think... Don't... I mean, like, like I said, he's not built for survivability. Like, he's not super survivable, right? But when I have an enemy Reinhardt in front of me, like, that's blocking progress, especially on attack, I'll use, I'll use Winston to get him to back up. You know? So, yeah, I... I, I, I Winston wasn't perfect, but I, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, next, let's talk about D.Va a little bit, specifically the backlash coming from the community. There's a lot of people angry about D.Va. Lots of people crying about it. And recently, like actually in that same video that I talked about earlier, the PC gaming video where the Overwatch team were answering questions, Jeff Goodman, when somebody brought up Diva, he says he thinks that Diva is in a good place. And there were not one, there were at least three forum threads that I saw pop up in a short period of time where people were going nuts about it. Like they were like, he doesn't play the game. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just looking at some type of data that's wrong. And he's, he's wrong. And I don't know, like when, when the Diva nerf first happened, it definitely, definitely made it harder to play D.Va. And, you know, I, we were wondering, well, what's her place in the game? It's definitely not as strong as it used to be. And she's not leading charges. But against a team that's pumping out a shit ton of damage, man, she's still good. She's still good against a team that's pumping out a lot of damage. Yeah. She, to, to, to me, like, it seems like the problem was... The first problem, with the la- the last problem we had was everyone's playing D.Va. D.Va's always picked. Like, there's no reason not to pick D.Va. Now, you have to be smarter with D.Va. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like crazy. You have to think about whether to actually play this character or not. And oh my god, you have to get good at u- deciding when to use defense matrix. And oh my gosh, you have to pay attention to your survivability to fly the fuck out. Yep. Oh, it's like, man... People want to like, I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, yeah, Diva's harder to play now. But now you don't see her in every single game you play now because she's harder to play. That doesn't mean that she's bad. It just means she's not easy accessible. It means you're bad with her. And you probably always were. Go practice. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to practice? Okay, then stand there with your shield. Wait for someone to come up to you and swing a hammer at them if you don't want to practice. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the part of the problem. 
it's not just diva right it's no, the way that it's not just diva it's the way that overwatch was presented and how accessible it's been since the beginning overwatch's success hasn't been it hasn't really been because it's this amazing shooter right no it's because uh, overwatch has been very accessible to pe- people who don't play first person shooters play overwatch just like people who don't play yes. mobas play heroes i know yep. i don't play mobas but i play heroes yep. <laughs> you know yep. this is accurate like i mean i have lots of friends that would never fucking touch a shooter ever ever yeah. and they're playing overwatch and loving it and Exactly, because it's it's accessible. But mm-hmm. I will uh, compliments to Blizzard. They made it accessible without making it trash. There's a bunch of accessible shooters out there that are trash because they're too easy. They have no learning curve. There's no dynamic to it. So I'm not shitting on Blizzard here for making an accessible game. They did a great job making it a game that's accessible, but also takes like teamwork and has a dynamic to it. It has a learning curve and you know all that stuff. So that's what makes Overwatch interesting. But from a community standpoint, a lot of people, they don't know how to adapt to character balance, character changes. Like, you know, if a character is too hard, if they can't play a character, to them, there's something wrong with the character, not, some, not something wrong with them. This character sucks. You can't do anything with it. They don't have the mentality that they need to adapt and learn how to play the character and learn how, uh, you know, how to optimize their play with the character, you know? They really, they really don't have that, and a lot of older shooters built on that. You know, they really built on that that learning curve. Like, you know, you you had a the skill ceiling for a game could be high, but a lot of games really in the early two thousands when uh, shooters were during that was another shooter surge in the early two thousands, where you know the skill ceiling could be high for a game, but the learning curve was steady. You know. And yeah. now you have, like I said, you have a lot of people who play these, who are playing Overwatch, and if if they're just not successful, they won't strive to be successful. Or they'll try a little bit, and they'll get frustrated at losing, and then, you know, go to a different character. They go play Junkrat. They go play Reinhardt. Comfort zones. Yeah. So, they, they go to their comfort zones. It's the problem that Mikey's friends have. So... So I think I think some days though everyone has that thing where they're like trying to learn something new and then they're just like fuck this and then they're just right back in their comfort zone. I think everybody goes to that at some point. Sometimes, but not every day. We're talking about no, people who do I that just, every day. <laughs> every day is a problem. I or you know, I just I feel like just to call it I feel like lately it's been more of an issue than it has been in the past. Right. So. I gotcha. Yeah, so that's I think that's really the problem. Like Diva was OP before; she was really easy to play. You could hop into a fight and just stay there, not really worrying too much about people hitting you. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, like you know how many people now that that I play Diva with? That I, I'm sorry, I play that they are playing Diva, and I'm playing Zarya, and they're just taking you know taking the beam. They're not even trying to get out of it, and they they you know to get knocked out and die real fast. That was a bad idea before Diva got nerfed. And people were doing it. That's how I knew bad people were playing D.Va because they'd still try to fight me while, you know, that's a bad matchup. So, it's, um, I can't side with the community or the people who are complaining on this one. I can't say I can't side with the community. I think D.Va, 
I still think that Diva needs to be addressed a little bit. My main concern is that even at closer ranges, Diva has problems killing smaller characters because of the spread of her gun. I think, everyone's like thin ass hitboxes. Exactly. I think that's an issue. Just like I think it's going to be an issue when the Roadhog nerf comes to live. That's going to be a problem for Roadhog not being able to effectively kill smaller targets. You know, so uh, I think that might be an issue with Diva, but in terms of her current survivability, I think it's fine, to be honest with you. So, we'll, we'll, we'll if you play it right, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Let's talk a little bit about Sombra. Uh, I, I came across a post actually while prepping for the show uh, that talked about, you know, somebody made a post saying, hey, it's enough with the bullshit let Sombra hack Tactical Visor, right? That's what they wanted. Because a lot of people have that complaint, right? That Diva, not Diva, sorry, that Sombra can hack different alts with her regular hacking ability, like, uh, I guess most famously, Roadhog, right? But some abilities, like Tactical Visor, you know, she can't really do anything about. And uh, they actually got a response from Jeff Goodman. And he says, and I'll just read what it says here, currently hacking players only disables abilities that are in use if a stun would also disable them. For example, McCree's flashbang doesn't remove tack visor, so hacking doesn't either. We could change it so Sombra's hacking cancels active abilities and clears ongoing effects. If we did that, Sombra would cancel tack visor, but it would also cancel clear Winston's ult, Bastion's ult, Anna's ult, Torbjorn's ult, Widowmaker's ult, Genji's ult, etc. That would certainly prove more powerful, but I'm not sure what she if oh, I'm not sure what she needs right now is more power in her hacking EMP. We'll see how she fares when the PTR goes live, but it, if she needs more help, it's unlikely to be increasing the potency of her EMP as she arguably, arguably already has too much of her overall character power applied in that uh, wrapped up in that one ability. I can agree with that. Like a lot of, like you know, her her best asset right now is her hacking, and her oh, and her. Easily. Oh yeah, that is her best asset, and her ability to control the map. That's a concept from other shooters, map control. And when I say map control in Overwatch, people think I'm talking about control points and stuff like that, or checkpoints. That's not what map control is. Map control is denying your enemy resources that they would need. So for example, in um an other arena show like Unreal Tournament, if you're playing a 1v1 deathmatch, you want to deny your opponent access to weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Deny him access to weapons, deny him access to the keg of health, deny him access to the amp, uh, you know, deny him access to all these resources. And that's what Sombra is really good at. That being the case, even though he makes a point that they, they're worried that she's going to be a one-trick pony, I don't necessarily see that being too bad. You know? I, I think they could tighten up the tighten up the uh, spread on her on her gun, for sure. Maybe tighten up the spread, reduce the how many her clip size, or perhaps reduce the damage if they just don't want her to run around murdering people, <laughs> you know, from behind. 
you know, they, I, I don't think they want that for her. But I don't know. Like, if like, people want a reason to use Sombra as it is, and if she could hack any alt or almost any alt, uh, or specifically like you know uh, the, the Sombra's t- the, the tack visor or Bastion's alt or um, Anna's alt, like you know, if somebody uses that and she is able to hack them and get rid of it, you know, I think that would definitely make her more useful. But I'm not necessarily sure. Actually, no, that might make her like a must pick in every match. So that it would have to be smart, right? I think we got we got some lazy programming going on right here. And this is obviously me, not the game developer. But <laughs> you're telling me you only have two options? Either it affects it with stun or it doesn't. You mean to tell me that you can't put, you know, a uh, a statement in there that says, you know, hack, you know, disables alt unless it's Winston. It's you know Anna, it's Widowmaker, like it doesn't disrupt. Well, that. Anna's would be weird because you'd have to be like if character is under effect of Anna or something like that. Yeah, like oh, well, don't get me wrong. I I can almost guarantee that when uh, Anna uses um, nano boost on somebody, the status of that character changes. Something so there's some ch- kind of flag that changes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, so a flag exists. Nullify. So my only problem, my only problem with this is, I, I, I get you're saying it's lazy coding, all that jazz. I get it. It's a little too strong. Well, I just said it couldn't be everything. I don't know if you missed that part. No, I did. I'm, I'm just still calling it. It's a little too strong because now that they've buffed hack to like such a low cooldown, to such a and to such a quick way of hacking, like. Could you imagine, like, you could just hack everyone's ults? I think her ults should, uh, her, her hack should only affect ults that are technical, that deal with computers. So, like, I don't think she should be able to hack Genji, right? Why not? He's a robot. But he's using, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to call it his Shimada he? power. He's using, using his Shimada power. It looks like he's using his sword and summoning some dragon, and it's going in rage, and it's Putting all throttles in his whatever engine. But he can do he because he's a Shimada. He can do that. He should. He he was able to do that before he was Robot Genji. What if I hack him and it makes him put his hand his his back in there? I hack his body to tell him to put his blade back up. That's too much. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but okay, you're getting I, all like summoning dragons. I can hack that fucker's but, body. Yes, that is true. He he is a, he is a robot. Um, or maybe he can she can hack Widowmaker's alt. Uh, if she can get to Widowmaker, I think that's that's a fair trade. If and she she can get to Widowmaker, oh well, yeah, because she's de- de- she's detected. Have, she'd have to dedicate. Yeah, exactly. She's detected. So if she can get the Widowmaker alted, but like you know, um, I actually even yeah even Nano Boost Nano Boost is a tech is a technical alt. Yep, you can you can. That way, I could hack the little nanobots inside yeah. their body and be like, "Nope." Yeah. Uh, if you want to get really technical, what what makes Winston go enraged? Is it is it his? Because he's a gorilla. That's no, but makes, is it his? What makes him red and big and all that shit? Is it his suit? It's it's his gorilla ness. No, 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 no. Normal gorilla just reds out like that. I don't know. When's the last time you've been I think a it gorilla? might be his suit. <laughs> I don't think so. It's his I'm suit. just saying, hack his suit. Do, do, do. Nope, you can't do that. Winston's ult, I think, is a result of him reverting back into a gorilla. 
Like to to be a gorilla. That's what it is. You a gorilla just goes fully red and just gets super pissed with lightning on its shit. Why are we comparing this to real life gorillas? Like in terms of status, like it's a gorilla. Getting We're talking angry. about things that require technical things. I don't, I'm saying, I don't like, think I bet Winston's you his old. suit is part of it. I don't. So think if so. I can hack his suit, guess what? You ain't going super pissed off monkey mode. I don't think. Whatever. I don't think that's the case. I don't think Winston's Winston's suit has anything to do with it. I think it's just him. Being an animal. <laughs> I bet you if I hack his suit, I can make it shrink and it can't keep him from going bigger. <laughs> okay. Just saying. <laughs> where else? Where does he get all this health from? Magic? Just all of a sudden he's a thousand health? Also, because Nothing's he, giving him. he's a gorilla. So <laughs> he's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. He's so a gorilla. That's my okay. answer for everything, Winston. He's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. Okay. <laughs> Forget um, that he has a lightning railgun thing and glasses and well, he's a smart gorilla, spacesuit okay. and a jump pack. Okay, so you actually and, uh, and, a, and a shield generator. He's just a gorilla. Yeah, but he's still. I mean, I think that. Uh, God damn it, Mike! You always make the everything, everything so difficult. Like he's a no, gorilla. No, I'm telling you, it's tech. Uh, like the way well, he's able to do this is tech. That, I don't know. I'm saying he turns into gorilla and it's like. But he's been a gorilla. What makes him go into the red shit? Like, what does that? He's just an angry gorilla. The red is just to show you that he's an angry gorilla. What makes him bigger? Also, what gives him it's more a game. What you need visual and audio cues. Then I, you I agree. Break it down. But then what causes those? The suit. So you, hack the suit. No, hack the it's gorilla. an Overwatch Done. programmer causes that. They're just trying to represent him being angry. That's all. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay. Hack, hack the suit. Hack the gorilla. <laughs> save the world. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> now, Torbjorn's all. If that was hackable, that would be a little different. I mean, different. why wouldn't you be able to hack Torbjorn? Because have you ever tried to hack a turret? Yeah, normally I do it when my tank's getting shot at instead of me. You've hacked a turret? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when tank's I've, getting shot at instead of you, yeah. I, I'm not dumb, and I'm not going to go run straight up at a turret when it's not shooting at something else. Yeah, that's the thing. You'd have to do that, but the thing is, once you come... Like, the thing... Uh, what? It hacks really quick now. Did you not? Did you miss that patch? Like it's really fast. It is, but not it, fast enough for that turret. No, to I mean it'll shoot you if it can shoot you. Yeah, but normally I don't go and try to hack a turret unless it's shooting at somebody else. I mean, you'd have to have a tank that's closer range than you during the hack. I mean, that's that's the thing. Or 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 you're smart and you stay out of sight, and as it's a, it already targets the Reinhardt that has his shield up. Or the diva, or etc. Then you just run up and start hacking it. But that, it's you, already determined to shoot that at that guy. Yeah, but you and it's not going to stop until that tank leaves. Yeah, once that once if the tank is uh, a farther range than you, it's going to attack you first. Right, but I'm saying you wait for it to all, go ahead and establish it's going to attack this thing. But it, it doesn't switch once I'm closer. Yeah, it does. I've it, never it, it'll never switch happened. to whatever is the closest range. I've ne- no because like I've literally hacked a turret. While someone was farther away from me from the turret, because I'm literally like up on the turret hacking it while it's shooting at somebody else. I've definitely had turrets attack me. Okay, while, while, like while like it has like Maybe you're attacking just somebody slow. and did then you, turned around and you, shot the shit out of me while I was trying to hack co- it. Did you do it out of invisibility or did you do it out of where you were still visible? Well, I did it out of invisibility, but like as soon as you hit the button to hack, you become yeah, visible. Visible, and as you're becoming visible, it's just like oh, you're there. It turns around and. All right. I don't know. 
I I don't have that much of a problem hacking turrets as long as I'm paying attention to what my team is getting shot at. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I, I don't. I, I think she should be able to hack more. Like tack visor, sure. Like, I think tack that should be hackable. But I, I don't think you know the beginning of this conversation was. I don't think it should be you know all or nothing. If you can't stun it, you can't hack it. You know there has to be checks and balances in place. But they're looking for a way to get more people to play Sombra. Or not tell the team when Sombra's in play, like, this, I mean, this is it. This is how you do it. Or you can just play Sombra right and yeah, have the planet. They should, maybe they they need to reduce her damage, uh, take her out of the attack category. <laughs> out of reduce the, her out of the damage category. even more, okay. To reduce That'll her damage, help. reduce her damage, That'll reduce help. the spread oh. of her gun, okay. or reduce the spread of her gun and reduce the ammo. Right, mm-hmm. her ammo count, make her less lethal. Take her out of attack, put her into support, and make her more of a, uh, you know, a map controller. That's what you, that's what you want. You want somebody to control the map, and yeah, that's what she's great at. I'll believe that when um when Symmetra becomes a defender. That's true. She Demetra is Symmetra is a defender. <laughs> Let's look at that. I'm just, Symmetra is when a def- when Symmetra's a defender, Sombra will be a support. That's what I'm <laughs> right. Well, we'll see, I guess. Uh, but yeah, for anybody wondering why you can't hack TacVisor, there's an official answer from Jeff Goodman of the Overwatch team. Let's get into community feedback right now. Um, so we did have that discussion last week. The community discussion last week was about McCree and whether McCree needed a nerf or sorry, a buff or not. Uh, and uh, I got a response uh, from Chris Fonseca. He sa- he talked about, uh, well, actually, I just read what he said. If the real issue for McCree is mobility, then either reduce cooldown for the roll ability or increase distance of his roll. And he asked me what I th- thought. And I replied, I'd say increasing the distance would probably be better overall. Can you imagine rolling, McCree, uh, rolling McCrees all over the place? Like, if they reduce the cooldown, how often people will be rolling around as McCree? Well, how many people will be fanning the hammer and then instantly fanning the hammer all over again? Yeah, if they if they reduce, I mean, it reload. I mean, it reloads your gun instantly. So that's yeah. I think re- the uh, increasing the roll distance and having it become kind of like an escape mechanic would be helpful. Yeah, but we don't want him jumping across the stage either. Well, the yeah, roll. you don't want him jumping across <laughs> the stage. But right now, if he rolls backwards, like it's not really that much of an escape yeah. mechanic. Like he's still. In range of most attacks that would hurt him. I mean, if they might go ahead. The only thing they might have to worry about is um, rolling into people, like shooting from afar and then rolling in from really far away into somebody and then just like fanning it. That would only help McCree's case, I think, in terms of usage. Like that'll kind of help the issue with people saying yeah, that McCree is useless. It, it just might be too strong, but it just depends on how on how far they let the roll go. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I don't. Like, instead of just being, you know how, like, basically when you hit the roll button, right? He just rolls yeah. into a ball and rolls forward. But in his uh, highlight intro, he actually jumps forward into the roll and then rolls up. That might be a bit better. Yeah. So, uh, I do think the, the better option would be to increase his roll distance. And that would help with the escape mechanic. Uh, we also had another uh, tweet from Megatron7. Uh, where he talked about, uh, you know, he talked about his competitive experience 
on uh, season three. And he says, I played a lot of comp this season, 200 matches on PC, but zero on PS4. Uh, and he's in bronze. Uh, solo queue is rough. One, one win, one loss is still gradual rank decline. And I told him, you know, that my experience has been different. Like, usually when I lose, if I lose one, if I win one, I get a rank, I get, you know, gradual increase. And he's saying that he gets about 16 to 18 points for a win and 24 to 26 points for a loss. Like, that's that's basically what was happening in Season 2, but with everybody. And he's not the only person that's I've heard that from. I've heard that from uh, like lots of other people, especially people in the lower ranks. And I wonder why that is the case, you know? Because like I I didn't play a lot of comp this season, and I definitely had that initial burst of when you first place, you get like fifty SR per win. I got that, but when that was over, I was still getting, you know, somewhere between like. Uh, 25 or 23 to 28 for a win, right? The most I got for a win, I think, was 33 after the fact, unless I was on a streak. So, where, so let's say somewhere between 25 and 30, and then I'll get like 15 to 20 SR taken away for a loss. So that wasn't that bad for me. And Mike, you didn't play that much comp this season, right? I just did enough for my placement, really. I didn't do a whole lot. Well, you said you got into platinum. Like, so you placed and then you got, oh, you didn't make it to platinum? Oh no! Mm-mm. I failed this podcast. I, I did not get Mike to the Platinum Promise Land. It's fine. I we we didn't really set a time to do it, so mm. that's my fault. I should have scheduled with you. Yeah. Scheduled my Platinum carry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I I don't know. Like I I'm de- I'm gonna I'm doing some tracking on loot boxes right now. Some more in depth tracking. And I think for season four, I'm also going to be doing some tracking on uh, SR again to see how it, it works out for me. And you know, you know, obviously the season's two and a half months, so I'll just record the entire mo- I'll record the entire season and see how it goes. But we'll, I don't know. I I feel for you, Megatron. <laughs> Feels bad, yeah. man. It does, and it makes people not want to play. It does. It's I could that's that is an understandable tilt. It makes people yep. not want to play. Yep. So I I, I, I do feel that. Uh, let's move on to I'm Matt AF. He actually had a uh, he had a question for us on Twitter. Uh, what is your hopes and aspirations for season four? What would you change? Also, what do you hope they'll change? You got anything, Mike? Getting platinum. That's your hopes and aspirations for <laughs> season four. Yeah, but do it in my ten wins instead of like doing it. Well, I don't even know because I went eight and two and I ended up in gold, so I was still like whatever. Um, uh, I don't know what my I competitive season four like my hopes are platinum, I guess. And the thing I wish they'd change is I don't know what I would change in season four to make things better without making things worse for people. Like, I don't know like how to make a change that wouldn't fuck someone over. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very weird balance because of how they've crafted this system out. Like I, you know, I, I, I think I kind of, I get it for you. My changes would definitely affect certain people, but I I don't care. I think they're for the better. 
<laughs> Fuck I, I, everybody else. What, do this for me. Well, Die. yeah, here's why. Because quick, <laughs> if you, if you, if there are certain restrictions to competitive, right, that stops you from playing with your friends, you still have quick play. You still have quick play that you guys can play together. And if you do a, a four man, a five man, a six man, and quick play, you're probably gonna go against a four man, a five man, a six man on the other side. So you're not going to have the same experience as, you know, people normally do in solo queue, you know? So I, 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 while I do think it's cool to play with people, you know, and play with your friends, if you outrank them, then that's the way it is. Now I know for season four, personally, I I was actually planning to do this in season three. Personally, I just want to make it to at least diamond. And I really think that I probably could have made it to Diamond this season if I played it more. But I didn't. So I I, I feel like I I feel like I could have made platinum if I actually played more. Yes. Like if I actually did more comp, I could have made platinum if I really wanted to. Uh, You got to schedule. You got to pencil me in with one of your groups there. I, I don't mean like being carried. Like if I actually like put in the time with my group, et cetera, et cetera, because all of them made platinum basically but like i just wasn't there all that time they were playing competitive uh, okay so or maybe i was just weighing them down uh... <laughs> <laughs> realization <laughs> realizations <laughs> i'm bad at overwatch oh god <laughs> i mean like, yeah i mean i i, I think i would have made diamond if i actually would have played um also unfortunately um I would. Ha- I think if I do that, I'm gonna have to be more careful with the people that I play with, because I definitely play with a lot of people who I break my own rule. Because my rule is to play. If I if I'm serious, right? My rule is to play with people who are within 250 SR of me, because right. that will give us more even matches. But mm-hmm. I've played with people who are definitely like a thousand SR. You know, that are hitting that 1,000 SR limit from me. Actually, there's a way you can game that. You can actually go below that. Because I was, I was like, around 2,500. We had somebody in the group who was, like, uh, 1,800. And they brought in a person who was, like, actually at 1,000, I, I think. So, yeah, like, you can't actually game that. I've played with people who are more than 1,000 SR away from me in Season 3. So mm. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to pick a platform that I I want to focus on progression, and that, that platform is. I've, go ahead. I think that was your main problem. Yeah. Well, that well that I didn't pick a platform a main platform. Yeah, you didn't pick a main platform. You kept jumping on doing comp on all these different ones and trying to level up all three at the same time, basically. Right, and the thing is, like when I did do comp, I wasn't playing that. I wasn't like super serious about it. Don't get me wrong. When I played with when I played with the people, I was definitely trying to win. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like at the gym later on that day, like, hmm, when I get back home, you know, I'm gonna hop on comp and try to make up that SR. That's not what happened. Um, I think what I need to do is I think I'm gonna pick PC and that is going to be the platform that I am serious about progression. Where, you know, I'm gonna follow my own rules, I'm gonna try to take it up. But I'll still play with people on Xbox and on PS4 when I get a chance. So I think that's what I want to do. Um, would I? What would I change in in competitive? I would, and I said it last season, but I really think they need to change the SR limit back to 500 SR, like the the, the for everybody. 
it doesn't help anybody when you are vastly far away from your uh you know you're in a, we, your skill rank is vastly far from one of your friends and you play together that's not helping anybody we all know that one person can sink a team but one person can't save a team you know yep. so that you know if you have somebody who is a who is a 3000 diamond player and their friend is 2000 in gold they're going to get placed at 2500 probably get placed with plat players that person who is tw- is two thousand is gonna is gonna drag the team down to a point where the person who's three thousand is not gonna be able to help that much. Not to mention that means you can only have one bad person on your team. Everybody else has to be good, and that doesn't always happen. Like you probably have one bad person and then an okay person, and the team kind of falls apart. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like that that thousand SR range is too much, and they really need to roll it back to 500 and i understand that people want to play with their 750 friends. 750 i will meet you halfway you want you're gonna meet me halfway because you want to argue <laughs> why 750 though seriously because i mean the only one way to find out is to test it out like so let's just roll it back gen like slowly and let's cut it in half first and then if it still doesn't work, then we go back to 500. Well, no, the, 500 felt like a was wait. We couldn't play right now if we had that 500 gap. What's your rank in gold? I think 25. Then we can play together. 500. 24. 500 SR. Right, 25 is plat, right? 25 is plat. Okay, so I'm like 20. I'm like 24, 23. Yeah, we could totally play together. You totally play. For some reason, I thought 500 was a lot bigger of a gap than I think it is, maybe. 500 is a rank. Unless you're bronze. What's a... You, a rank and a half wouldn't be bad. I think things should stay in rank. That means you... I mean, you could... A platinum could bring someone out, out of silver. If they're in high silver. If they're in high silver, but they're still like... That silver player should not be playing with people who are in high gold because that's what be happening. You're a silver player. You need you need that learning curve. You need to walk up the learning curve. Do you really need silver? Because let's think about what silver really teaches you. Silver teaches you basically how to solo play the game and beat Bastion. <laughs> First of all, you probably wouldn't be, be silver if you were so if you weren't solo playing. <laughs> so that's part of the problem right there. I think a lot of bronze and gold players don't play on teams. And some people can't help it, unfortunately. They they really can't help it. Uh because, you know, they have weird work schedules and stuff like that. Uh but I you know, I think they they need to you know what they need? They need to implement the the five hundred SR rank, uh limit. But they also they need to put in a, a, an LFG or a team builder in the game are- <laughs> they need to put a team builder in the fucking game i'm sorry they do you are riding that looking for group hard well yeah you're not gonna ever let that go no like i am not i definitely am not uh because it's the game is made to be played as a group it's made to be played it's- with people mm. it's not built for solo play that's why solo play is is uh, you know it's really bad you know in this game so yes, the LFG they need to have they need to build a way for people to link up together, and they're gonna need to try harder than having a button that says join team chat and a button that says stay as group after the fact. They did they got to try harder than that. Actually, I talked about it 
I don't know if it was last week or before last, the button to join team team chat on console, you barely even notice it. It's not like on PC where there's a huge Because Blizzard doesn't care about console. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Unless it's Diablo and they did it perfectly. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah, I think they if I in terms of I guess I answer two questions. In terms of what I hope they'll change, they need a better way for people to link up in game. Uh, so I think they definitely need to like some type of team builder or LFG built in game. And I think they should revert that 500 SR limit back. So, uh, but let's go ahead and get into this week's community discussion is overtime fair. And there's going to be a link to a Reddit thread, uh, that, you know, I, I saw this conversation happening and, and I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, the guy was making some good points, and I, I encourage everybody, if, if you're going to reply, I encourage you to go to the show notes and read this thread before you reply, where he talks about uh, that, you know, he's, first he says that he likes the overtime mechanic, but he doesn't like the fact that the overtime mechanic doesn't favor the better team, which is true, because in, in overtime, you know, let's say, um, Let's say you're playing Volskaya Industries. That's the map that keeps popping in my head, right? You, as the first attacking team, um, you end up taking the first point with no problem, right? With no overtime at all. The second point, you actually end up uh, going into overtime to take it because it's just it's it favors the defending team. So you take it, boom. Two to zero. Now, the attacking team on the other side, they attack. They go overtime on the first point, and they're in overtime for a minute. But as soon as they take the point, they get, you know, a bunch of time back, and now they can go and, and, and fight the second point. Now, granted, they don't have as much time as the first team did. But now they do the same thing. Like, basically, you know, it gets to the end uh, they run out of time. They go into overtime, and they end up taking it. So now it's two-two again. And you know, as the attacking team, you know, the, now they get to attack, and uh, again, you know, it, and what happens? What winds up happening is on Volskaya Energy specifically. I know Crossover hates Volskaya, right? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm expecting to hear some feedback about this. But on Volskaya Industries, if the attacking team is able to go to the first point within the first minute and get on it and cause overtime. Now, when they kill people from the defending team, obviously it's the additional two seconds of respawn time, which hurts the defending team and the fact that the defending team, uh, you know, uh, has spawn disadvantage, right? And fair, like since the first team had to go into overtime, oh sorry, since the the second team right had to go into overtime twice, is it really fair for them to have the same playing field in the uh, I guess the, the the third round? Does that make sense, Mike? Am I explaining this correctly? <laughs> I'm a little lost. You're a little lost. Okay, <laughs> I'm a little. I, I don't lost. know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Like I said, it's, it's it's in the. Th- it's a complicated thing to explain. Yes, and that's that's part of the problem I'm having here. Is like you know, in the f- the first team that attacked, no overtime on the first point, overtime on the second point because they ran out of time. 
Second team mm-hmm. that attacks overtime on the first point gets more time in their time bank and overtime on the second point. Obviously, yeah. obviously the defenders are the team that attacked first, right? Did it, like they they are performing better overall if they caused the first team if they caused the attackers to go into overtime and they didn't. Right. So is it fair that there's really no punishment uh or I shouldn't say not any punishment but that you know when they go back for the third round that now both teams are on the level playing field again when the first team was the one that clearly was dominating better. So basically the problem is the first point is what I'm understanding. Like the first point, one team goes in the overtime, other team doesn't. Yeah. Is that is that pretty much the problem? Right, yeah. There's no compensation for the fact that the first well, you team get more overtime. time when you don't have overtime. That's true. Like you get more time on the second on capturing the second point if you don't go into overtime on the first point. That's true. You get a lot you get a lot more time. Yeah. That is true. So, I mean, that's your advantage for not going into overtime is you get more time on the second point. The quicker you can take the first point, the more time you get to do it into the second point. Okay. No, no, I, I, I agree with you uh, there. Right. Now, another thing he brought up was on King of the Hill maps with the fast burnout that happens in overtime. Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. Yeah. So if if you're playing, if let's say you, you're playing on King of the Hill map, let's just say you're playing on... Uh, night market and both teams end up at 99 percent, and it's Mm -hmm. an overtime classic but team a all the time yeah and so in the end now you're in overtime for so long that you're in fast burnout mode where as soon as you take the point as soon as somebody steps up the point it's gonna go away so team a team b has the control point team a is trying to get it team a uses Mm -hmm. a diva alt to push team b off of the control point for long enough or mm-hmm. that or maybe they they multiple alts they diva alt while putting may alt out you know and doing ferris alt out of a door while having reaper spin in circles i, like, who I mean if you really were stacking ultimates down i mean sure but that's just bad luck that the entire team had ultimates up well, I, that's like I, teams do that all the time they like stack like three, well, well, why can't why aren't your ults up why why are their ults up but yours aren't? That's true. Did you blow yours to get the point? And now they have all theirs to get it back at overtime? Like it, that's can't really <laughs> I can't I can't like I can't like say you should it's bullshit how people use Diva's ult to blow people off the point or get people off the point because that's what it's fucking for. All right, but we're not we're not um, actually arguing that point right now. Okay. What I'm I'm so what are we what are we actually like? The problem is bullshit? that when they manage to flip the point that mm-hmm. there may not be enough time for the other team to get back on the point and contest it because as soon as the point flips the overtime uh, burner it's is still gone. burner yeah. is still burner is going as fast as it was on the other team. Exactly because it was been an overtime for so long, and they're saying like that. You know that's not fair because well, but then okay, so then the problem becomes where do we call it? Because like what happened? So should then it's gonna be like well, then we pushed them off. And then their burner time went really fast, or then it resets, and then we end up... It's this never-ending cycle. Well, I think that's what Blizzard is trying to avoid, and that's part of the problem. They don't want right. overtime to last forever. 
Which right, and it's almost impossible if we keep resetting the time stamp with heroes like Tracer, Genji, fast moving motherfuckers like that shit. Because they can almost always guarantee, like, or May, who can just be like, "I'm here." There's... Deal with it till my team gets here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or puts a wall up and plays. Let's run around the wall. <laughs> I I do I do that now. And if you catch me, I'm gonna ice myself and wait for my team to get here. Oh, and by that point, hey, I have my walls lowered, and let's see, it's almost back up. Cool, we're firing again for till my team gets here. Like, I mean, there's tactics to that. There's tactics around overtime. It's but I don't want to sit there forever watching the overtime clock keep resetting to the same amount of to the time it was at the very beginning of overtime over and over again. That would be awful. That would be fucking awful. Awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then it would be bullshit if like the team that lost it and then they get it back and now they have to, and then let's say their burner clock is going down as fast or whatever. I'm like, wait, I, we just capped it. Why, why, why is it still taking, why is it not going back to the original, you know, set time of how fast it ticks down, right. et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just this never ending fucking cycle and that sucks and that's boring and that's lame and that's just infuriating. Well, I mean, part of the thing is like, we're talking about, I think, in competitive mode more more often. Because in quick play, fine, whatever, you lost. But in competitive mode, to to truly be competitive, sometimes you got to do some things that aren't uh, the most fun choice, but the most fair choice. Or you game it. Well, yeah, there you can do that. Too. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what you want me to say. like. Here's the thing: we can, I don't want you we to can, say anything. You can, say we, whatever you we, feel. I'm not looking for a we, answer here. We can game the system now, or we can game the system as you change it. Which game would you like to have overtime revolve around? Like, let's pick your poison. That's literally what I'm going to say. Like, we can go in this endless cycle all day, or we can have this, and we can pick comps and characters and have, you know, whatever we want to game overtime if we choose. Well, I mean, I think the thing that stops overtime from going forever is the fact that the uh, respawn timer goes up when you're in overtime. Not the fact that it flips back and forth you know, with the, with the burner timer, you know. Okay. So I think if they had the burner timer reset when a new team got the point in King of the Hill, I think I don't think that would be that big of a deal. I don't think that would cause overtimes to go forever. I think the extended respawn time is, uh, you know, I think if the if the if the, if the, if the respawn time will be what actually keeps that in check. But you don't believe me. I can see it on your face. I don't. I think, like, if that burner time is constantly being reset to, like, as long as it normally takes over and over again, like, that's going to get really fucking irritating. I say, quick play, I think it's, it's fine. But for competitive, it definitely could be more fair. But it's a community discussion, so that's why we want to hear what the community thinks about it. Hopefully, I explained it well enough. I'm not... I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, feel free to ask me on Twitter if uh, if you didn't fully get what I was uh, what I was trying to say. But like I said, the thread will be in the show notes, so I suggest you check out the thread and you know give us your thoughts. Let us know. Do you think overtime is fair? Do you think it needs to be tweaked? Uh, if so, with what? You know, or if you think overtime is maybe 
unfair, but not for the reasons that we mentioned. Let us know why. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it on next week's show. Actually, I mean, you can tell, you can talk to us about anything on the show. Like, if you want to talk to us about the Diva Backlash or the Sombra yeah, hacking, just, you know. Just just send us a tweet. Yeah. We typically respond. Yeah, generally speaking, we, we respond, usually. So if you have some comments about Efi, you know, actually, I know I am Matt AF thinks that she is not going to be a character at all, that she's just going to be a background uh, lore NPC, which I guess, technically speaking, that would be true if it's her robot you're playing as, so. I uh, he may actually end up being right about that, so we'll see. But yeah, like reach out to us, let us know what you think. Uh, but let's go ahead and start to shut this thing down. Def, as always, we're looking for Overwatch stories. So if you have any funny, surprising, or angry stories to tell us, we definitely want to hear them. Uh, we are still taking suggestions for the 50th episode. We are only five episodes away at this point, so uh, any other suggestions would be pretty cool. Uh, we have an Xbox Club and a PS4 community for the podcast, and we'd love for you guys to join us on them. Uh, they're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, where, uh, you know, on both PS4 and Xbox One, and, uh, yeah, just check it out and hop in so we can play some games together. We also have a Discord server, which is at discord.mash4.me, so it's discord.mash, the number four, and me. Uh, and, uh, as always, I like to talk about the Heroes of Overwatch Facebook page that um, oh, quite a few of us are a part of, and I know a lot of you guys listen to the podcast. Lots of good guys in there, or guys and gals, uh, that um, you like to play Overwatch on various platforms. So if you're looking for somebody to play with, I'd highly suggest you check out that group, Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. We are available on multiple platforms. We are on iTunes. We are on Overcast for iOS. We are on Google Play Music. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we do have an RSS feed. For those of you who are using a different podcatcher, links are available right on the Mashless Buttons website. Uh, we have uh, Twitter.com on social media. We're Twitter.com slash MTB site, Facebook.com slash Mashless Buttons, and YouTube.com slash Mashless Buttons. We also have a Twitter.com, uh, uh, a Watchpoint Radio Twitter account. So it's Twitter.com slash Watchpoint radio and thank you for everybody who has already um you know uh, started following that account that one's obviously strictly overwatch but if you want to connect with us personally i am on twitter i am underscore jaw underscore that's underscore jaa underscore mikey why don't you tell them where they can find you they can find me at key underscore lock underscore and it's k-e-y underscore l-o-c-k-e underscore yeah so yeah, definitely feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. So if you want to reach out to us via Twitter or email, we're WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. We have a contact form on the website as well. But if you want to um, reply in the comments on the website or on Facebook, you know, anywhere, we, we're generally scoping those places out. So, uh, yeah, definitely reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, you want to support us, the best way to do that is is to share the podcast with others and to uh, rate and review the podcast on your platform of choice. So if you guys can, um, if you if you guys do that, if you like the show that much, we really, really appreciate it uh, that, that you help us in, in that way. Uh, I encourage you to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons, uh, other podcasts that is. And uh, you can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. 
So, uh, like as, as I said thank, before, thank you for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. Boop. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, February 20th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week talking about McFarlane toys revealed, how to fix 2.5.0.3, and the effect of current and future hot fixes. On Tuesday, February 21st, Nick, Ray, and Eric bring you the latest in World of Warcraft on WoW Talk. This week talking about the WoW token, artifact power, and raid testing on the PTR. On Wednesday, February 22nd, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week talking about Overwatch's next hero, if overtime is unfair, and hopes for Season 4. On Friday, February 24th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SitRep Radio talking the latest in the division, this week with special guest Weezer. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.